Well, good day. I'm Mark Sylvester, your host for this 805 Conversation, where we talk to fascinating people you'll want to know better. If this is your first time listening, hey, thanks for coming. The 805 Conversations podcast is produced every other week, and show notes are found at 805connect.com. Hey, why don't you subscribe so you don't miss any of our upcoming shows? Our show is sponsored by California Lutheran University School of Management and Tolman and Weicker Insurance Services. Thanks to them both for their support and encouragement. And thanks to our podcasting partner, Polstering Press, for this great studio. And Patrick, my co-host. Hey, Patrick. Hey, Mark. Good morning. Patrick, I'd like you to meet David Kafer. David, welcome to the show. Hey, Mark. Thanks for uh, having me on today. David is the... um, We met you about a year ago as um, you had opened up uh, that we were doing a shoot one day for something called the Portrait Project 1000, 100,000K. That's correct, yes. And you had set up in a local CrossFit. We've had um, Eric uh, on the show and we've had Traver on the show. And you set up and, and my wife, Kimberly, who's also been on the show, says, I, we've got to go. There's this guy who's just taking pictures. He wants to get 100,000 people, and he's traveling around the country taking pictures. And I saw the final pictures, and I was blown away. I mean, absolutely blown away. And there were, it's hard to say exactly, but you capture this seriousness and intent with people that like feels like you're taking a picture of their soul. It was just mm-hmm. really incredible. Thank you. Yeah, um, you know, a, a lot of the project is about getting people to share parts of themselves that are more personal. So um, they write uh, something that is. Oh, that's right. You actually mm-hmm. you have to because you came to TEDx Santa Barbara mm-hmm. and you were in the, the after party and you had the the thing set up and yeah. a long line of people wanting to get the yes. picture. But I, now I remember that's right. You asked and and there were three or four questions. What was what's the one that you like the most that people write? Yeah, so uh, part of the process is um, people uh, opening up about either something that is um, uh, truly important to them um, whether it's a social issue or a political issue um, or uh, life experiences uh, that have had uh, some sort of effect on them that have essentially changed uh, the way that they've grown up or perceived the world or how they interact with other people. Um, so uh, when people write these things uh, and then they step in front of a camera after having a few moments to reflect on what they wrote oh. about, you have uh, a sense of presence where uh, oh. they're a bit vulnerable, um, they're a bit more open, oh. and uh, that uh, definitely uh, is shown through in, in the photographs and the portraits of them, that they've, uh, they're being photographed in, in a little bit more of a personal, intimate way um, than you usually would photograph someone or have them take a photograph of themselves. So the filling out of the paper is not so you know more about them, it's so they know more about them. Yep, exactly. It's a, it's a strategy or a way of um, having people uh, kind of get out of their, their own way. When we live in a world with, with so much visual imagery, uh, everybody has uh, cameras uh, on their phones Gosh, where right. they take photographs of themselves every single day and uh, they're used to doing it in a certain way and they essentially know what their best angle is and what the best light is for them and so to have them stand in front of someone they've only met just a minute before and also share something very personal uh, in their writing uh, just it's a complete uh, different uh, shift in how they are uh, being photographed and how they are um, accepting uh, in being photographed. So there's a r- real strong relationship and trust uh, between me and whoever participates in the project um, that they're willing to be open with me. Um, and so with that, I, um, I try to be uh, as respectful and considerate as possible um, for whatever that they're, they're writing about because some of the stories are very, very intense. I've got I've to imagine that they are. Do you 
not read them before, you only read them after? Uh, yeah, that's correct. Th this project w was all about having an, uh, an unbiased uh, opinion in, in photographing people, right? As a photographer, oh. we're very much so trained uh, to look for interesting characteristics, um, interesting things uh, w when we're photographing. And so just my unconscious, just, you know, walking around communities, uh, I would see people that aesthetically I want to take photographs of. Um, and so the way that this uh, project has been set up is, um, you know, I have two hashtags, come as you are and share your story. And if you're willing to do those two things, you'll be photographed regardless of um, your age, your, your color, uh, your, uh, uh, if you're male or female. Um, so really it's about people uh, coming, coming to me and me documenting them um, and not so much about me choosing which, which people to, to document. How do you know that they're, uh, uh, your hashtag, I'm looking at it here, come as you are, can you tell when they're posing? I don't think I get the type of people um, that are coming there to, uh, to pose. I think what I have is a lot of people who are searching for an opportunity to speak their voice. Um, mm. People who don't have... Uh, an outlet to to be able to share what they believe in or what their hopes are, what their dreams are, or what they've accomplished in their lives. So um, more so I get people that walk into uh, this room and they're just so excited to share a bit of themselves um, or they need to share a bit of themselves. Um, and, and so it's, it's very rare where I would have someone come in that um, isn't giving me... Uh, something that uh, doesn't have a, a, a sense of depth uh, to it. The content is very important in this project. Um, and the whole idea is uh, for people to uh, connect between content. Um, so we look at these portraits and it's all different people, but a lot of these people that look very different have so many similarities, so much uh, in example. common. Give me an example. Uh, so I have a, uh, had a 20-year-old girl from Florida named Summer who uh, was in a pretty terrible car accident. Um, and she was told by doctors that she wasn't going to be able to walk again, or mm. it, it was very mm. unlikely that she would be able to walk again. And then I had um, a woman in her 50s, uh, a Syrian refugee uh, uh, in Buffalo, New York, who has almost an identical story of being in a car accident. Really? Who uh, also was told she would <laughs> never walk again. And both of them were, were standing in front of me um, the, so they having were the their portraits venue? taken. Uh, different <clears throat> venues, but both of them were, were walking. Both right. of them were, were standing. Right. And so, you know, in, in an, an ideal world, you would think those two would walk down the street and communicate with, with each other, but that's, that's not usually the case. And so, um, you know, two people that could walk past one another and have so much in common and not interact. This is kind of what this project is about, breaking down the, the social barriers and getting people to see each other for, for life experiences and, mm. and, and taking away a lot of the, the other things that um, we seem so content on, on judging people by. Take us back to the idea. How long have you been photo uh, interested in photography? Oh, geez. Uh, Probably about 10, 10, 12 years now. Okay. Um, Do you I, remember your first photograph, there, your first serious, like, intentional photograph? Yeah. I mean, I did um, – I took a photography class my last year of, of uh, college. Where would you go to school? Uh, Canisius College in, okay. in Buffalo, New York. Got it. Um, and I, I – just seemed like something fun, fun to do and sure. take photographs. I was always into visual arts. I, I loved uh, film and graphic design and um, photography was just something that I hadn't really been introduced to um, in, in a way that really piqued my interest until until I took that class. Um, and it was a it was actually a travel class. So travel photography, travel photography. So uh, if you could imagine, I'm, I'm 17 years old. Uh, about to finish my my last year in college, and uh, I have or er, not seventeen twenty years old. Sorry, my, I was going to say, yeah, you're I'm not that smart." Yeah. 
um, 20 years old, and uh, it was a travel photography class to Italy. And I said, wait, so I can, I can spend, uh, you know, two weeks in, in Italy and, and earn three credits and graduate? That, that sounds pretty good, pretty good to me. I'll, I'll do it. So, uh, and, and essentially that trip changed, changed my life in, uh, in photography and just in the way that I viewed um, the world. So uh, that's really where it all began. Was it the teacher on that class that helped you find your eye, if it were? Yeah, Tom Wolf uh, was the yeah. instructor. And uh, he and I are still very, very close. Uh, he's definitely a, a mentor of, of mine. And um, we discuss a lot in photography and in life. And um, it's one of the relationships in life that I'm very, very grateful for. Um, but not only did he teach me, you know, just about photography, um, he taught me uh, how to see. Um, photographers just, the, the way we're trained or our eyes are trained, or we just see uh, differently. And um, that could be technical in, in terms of the way we see light and how light uh, works off of um, shapes and objects and, and people and what types of light, light um, as well as, uh, you know, just uh, aesthetics in, in framing um, images and, and, and things like that. Um, so he definitely, he definitely uh, just encouraged and motivated me uh, in a way that I, I don't think anyone has, has ever done so uh, as, a, as someone in education. Patrick's a teacher in the oh, arts yeah. um, and knows what that's like. Oh, yeah. No, it's every, uh, uh, I don't know, every, I, I hope that most faculty have that aspiration that, that their students would, would continue on with whatever they learned in that one specific semester. Uh, and then years and years later, you know, be like, oh, yeah, that one semester, that was the semester. Yeah. That's that's the hope, and and then there's certain semesters that go by, and you think, I don't I don't think I got any of them. <laughs> I, don't <think laughs> I, I don't think I turned any of them away. Well, now you're also a teacher, aren't you? Uh, I'm a lab tech at the moment, so okay. I work uh, in assisting with uh, instructors at uh, City College in Santa Barbara here. Um, so it's a lot of the technical stuff, uh, lighting, printing. Uh, you know, software issues and it's great, and, and great access like to tools to be able to do that. Yeah, I know a lot of a lot of creatives that spend their time, like especially down in the sculpture yard, where they're where it's like I, I get access to this at night. That's an amazing thing. Mm. Yeah, incredible mm. resources. Yeah, what? Let's go back to conversations you had with Tom and as he's training your eye with the proliferation of cameras. Everybody thinks they're a photographer, and we know that's not. <laughs> we know that's not true. That must bug the crap out of you. But that's okay. You're a pro, so you're not going to say anything. Um, we, we used to say, uh, "What if? What if there was an app on your phone that that like if you're a guitar player or you're a violin, a classic violinist, and there was an app on the phone that essentially made everybody think that they were a qualified classical violinist." Isn't that called Auto Tune? Well, it's just, yeah, sort of. <laughs> but it's just, that's Instagram, right? Like that's right? every filter on the phone. Like makes everybody believe mm -hmm. that they they have have ascended to the great place of photography. So if we could, you, you, I mean, you spent two weeks and everything, as you say, changed, your whole life changed then. Could we pull three things out that you, our listener right now, could make better photographs for the rest of their life based on implementing one or all three of these things? Yeah. yeah. Okay, great. Uh, number one is uh, shoot what's important to you. Uh. Um. You know, a lot of the times, especially in, in, in this world that we live in right now, um, people are photographing for acceptance, <laughs> for likes, Ooh. for uh, attention. Um, if you're ever going to be strong in the type of work that you create, that you do, you need to do it uh, for yourself. So it needs to come from, from within. So sh shoot for yourself. Okay. Um, that, that would be... That's number one? Number one, for sure. Um, Number two is uh, photograph <laughs> as much and as often as possible. Who get the reps? Uh, yeah, there's, uh, one of the things that uh, was taught to me when I came out here for my master's at, at Brooks was, uh, you know, your first ten thousand photographs are are your are essentially practice. Uh, you're not going to get a good photograph um, or create something that 
is visually representing of yourself until after you get those those reps in. Um, so, and it's not just taking your camera and pointing and shooting everywhere. It's actually working um, for those photographs. But um, you know, the first ten thousand chalk up as as practice, and maybe you get a few good ones in there. That's that's very obvious that um, there will be some good looking things. But the uh, the practice and and the skill of repetition uh, definitely helps uh, with with photography. There's um, a, a guy that we've worked with over the years, last five or six years. Quite, he's not professional photographer, but that's his his avocation. Mm-hmm. And I remember him going to India and coming back and showing us. And I was just staggered. The the, the shots were the way he captures people is just. And he's showing them to us, and I go, "Which one do you like?" He'd done forty thousand shots. Yeah. Two. <laughs> yep. So what, dude? That sounds about right. These yeah. are beautiful. Yeah, yeah but no, no, it's really yeah, I just no. pointed the camera at some I, stuff. It's I, bright colored. I it's am not that guy. And but every photographer I know, they just yeah no yeah I didn't I was didn't get it yeah. Gosh. The the, the difficulty <laughs> is that um, essentially you'll get to a certain point where you look at your photographs and you can only see the things that are wrong mm-hmm. with them. Mm-hmm. And That's a master's degree talking right and, now. <laughs> uh, and so, you know, 99% of that photograph may be perfect, but that 1% just doesn't seem to get and out you of your eye. look at it, right? And so you're like, well, this is, I got to chalk this one up. It's no good. And, oh, and, and so that's kind of, that's kind of how it gets. And, and, but, but the thing is, the most rewarding thing is, is when you do get that photograph, one that you just, you just say to yourself this, like, if I die today, this is going to be one of the photographs that I'll, I'll be remembered for. Mm-hmm. And that, and you know those moments. You know exactly when you have have those moments. Um, Do you think that there's also that struggle of being you had you were present uh, for for the shot, and so you're in your mind's eye, you're seeing all of the stuff that your camera didn't get, all the emotion, the mm-hmm. smells, the mm-hmm. atmosphere, mm-hmm. everything else that goes mm-hmm. along. And so for you, as the person who shot it. Y- there's 90 percent's not there whereas the person who's seen the picture they they had none of that right yeah the uh the mystique of it's gone mm-hmm. for sure yeah. uh you know especially for me a, a lot of my personal work is um there's a lot of uh pre-production mm-hmm. a, a lot of set building and scene building for for uh my work so um i i have all the information when i look at the photograph going into it Whereas uh, someone who hasn't seen all the preparation and everything for the photograph, they only see a bit of what the whole thing actually is. And that's a great illusion for them to be able to have. Um, they can they can peacefully <laughs> look at sure. the one photograph, either decide if they like it or not, and move on. But they don't have to carry all the other things uh, that they're unaware of with them as, as they go from photograph to photograph. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you cannot... He, Every decision you make with the photograph, um, you as the photographer have to have to live with and remember and know mm-hmm. um, where the viewer is, is uh, has the opportunity not to have to see the image with all those those other uh, influences on them. What's your third tip? So we, we have shoot what's important to you. Mm-hmm. Don't shoot for likes. I love that one. <laughs> uh, Photo- photograph a lot, but and that's not just snap, snap, snap. It's intentional, right? Right. Yeah. So what's the third one? So f- for me, this one uh, is a little bit different, just because of the way that uh, style that I like to shoot. Um, but uh, pre-production, um, n- know what you're going to shoot before you actually shoot it. Um, <clears throat> even even with uh, travel photography. Uh, you know, spend a week in in Naples, and I will see a place that um, is wonderful that I want to photograph, but it is definitely not the right time of day, mm. or something is not mm. right for 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 that moment for that for that photograph to be taken or, or yeah, made or created. T- you're talking about also risk of like putting putting out an intention of like I I want I want to capture it under a certain under a certain parameters. And there's a chance it's not going to work, right? And that makes right that mm. makes a certain your decision mm. making at that point then becomes uh, more fine tuned. Yeah, it's not just accidental. You didn't <clears throat> just get to a great place and turn the camera on. Yeah, I um so you know coming back to the the trip to Italy, um, ten years 
has gone by or eight years has gone by and Tom called me and says, listen, th this travel photography class has, has expanded so much, I need help. Oh. Um, so I was his, one of the, the first class to actually do this travel photography class with him. It was me and three other people that went, and now he has like 22, 23 students each semester that, that want to go and do this. So, this uh, is back in Buffalo. Back in Buffalo. So uh, in March, for the last two years, uh, I've been going back to Italy with him and oh, assisting wow. and helping his students and, and, and teaching. And, and it's been great to for have that, that to come full circle. Um, but I would notice uh, a lot of students who just get frustrated because um, they can see the photograph, but they they can't get it in their camera, right? Like they, they understand all the things that are happening around them and they understand that something is important, but they're, they're not quite sure how to actually encompass that in just one, in one frame. So when that 18 or 19 year old is standing in front of you and you can smell the frustration <coughs> pouring, I mean, you could just feel it. Please, mm -hmm. what do you say? I tell them sometimes it's, good to just know that the photograph is there regardless of if you take it or not because that means you're still seeing it mm. so uh you know not always are you going to be able to to get that photograph that that you want uh but the fact that you can identify that it is there take that and and build off of that um there are just some circumstances where um it just doesn't happen and uh the ability to to know it was there is an advantage than people walking around mindless of <laughs> of all the opportunities that could be there for for a photograph being being created so um and i i believe in the sense of creating a photograph right you said that the third than, third to pre-production <clears throat> yeah yeah implies production yeah in, in, instead of just capturing something you you are you are creating it you're you're making it you're you're choosing a lot of things um a lot of thought goes into it before you actually uh take the photograph that that isn't always always the case sometimes just kind of in the right place at the right time and, and and just the world is on your side and and things happen and there you go it happened um the bird flies into the shot right you go, oh. but also that's where the practice comes in, right? To know that these things are happening around you and you know that, okay, now's the time to, time to go regardless of what's going on. I just need to, I need to try and, and go for it. Do you do photo walks? Not, not really. Um, it's weird, actually. The, the more and more I learn about photography, um, the less and less I actually carry a camera around with me. That's ironic. I um I know it, well only it's, I, I I let me excuse me but it's if if in fact your the way you approach photography is very intentional and I'm going to set up a thing I'm going to create this environment and yeah. I'm going to something's going to happen and I'm going to be there to capture it that's antithetical to I'm going to wander down the streets and yeah. if I see something I capture it and I'm good so that's just not your thing yeah I I uh, I like to absorb uh, mm. when I walk around. So um, having a camera changes my mindset in the way that I'm, I'm, I'm looking around. Just you're, at, you're at work then. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Um, so to just walk around and uh, absorb and see what's happening, um, that gives me cues and ideas into so what, come what to work on. So it's more like research and development for me essentially is I'm just watching people and looking at people and, and understanding things and seeing relationships. And then those things are what I'll take back with me and, and build upon um, and see if there's something that can be uh, developed out of, out of those relationships or experiences that, that I've noticed throughout the day. Also, uh, people are just aware of people with cameras. <laughs> <laughs> it's just you're not, you, yeah, you know, right. uh, you have a camera and someone's walking with their kid and they hold their kid a little bit tighter. For, for some reason, it's just like really? these things where... Uh, it's 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 a really interesting uh, concept of you know people are so comfortable photographing themselves all the time, but then if somebody takes their photograph when they're out in public, uh, they're they're not really comfortable 
with well, that. You, you just said it though. Takes the photograph. Yeah. You know, there's there's this mm. feeling of mm. taking. Yeah. Mm. Even uh, in, even under a cir- circumstance where they're being surveilled by you know ten cameras that are all parked up in the corners of every you know. But if you were at Macy's and you take a picture of a kid, it's like, why are you taking a picture of my kid? Exactly. Like, well, Macy's just took three hundred pictures right. of your child. Like you know, I had I was walking down the street the other day and there was a guy who had a camera mounted on his chest. Really. And. Um, and and I saw that he had his 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 shutter release in his hand, and I it it was a it was it was a little annoying to me where it's like I would prefer you were up front with what you're doing right now because I watched his I watched his his shutter open and close on me, and I and I had that little feeling like I'm like oh god now I'm I'm on his website yeah you know like next week I'll be on his website I don't even know the guy and he just seems like a like a creeper just bugged me well i think part of that is photographers feel like they need to get trickier (laughs) in capturing images i mean Mm. if you if you go back to to like uh robert frank's american series Mm -hmm. um there's a a photograph where he's like in a in a bar and i think it's like a a biker gang and he's like he has this photograph that's kind of like looking up Mm -hmm. on on the guy and uh, the guy is definitely not aware right. that he's being right. photographed. And it was a very sneaky, like, I'm going to set the camera down here, pre-focus, and take the shot, and then I'm, I'm going to get out. Well, or, <laughs> or, maybe, or maybe 30, you know, after he, after he released the shutter, he said to the guy, like, hey, I wanted to get a shot of you. We don't know, right? right. Like, right, that, right. that information doesn't exist. But, yeah. But there's that back and forth of, like, like I do, I do want to disarm somebody. And, and get an interesting image, but I, I, I you, you know, it's the Heidelberg's, uh, is it Heidelberg's principle of, of an observed particle uh, will behave differently? Yeah. So the person who actually knows the Heidel, Heidelberger principle. Is Alan and he's yelling at his Well, if they're right listening now. right now going, <laughs> you guys, that's not it at all. Heidelberg, Heidelberg, Heiger, Higgleba. Now I'm just going to say every word I can think of that will Someone is going to write into us. There's a principle <laughs> where when something is observed, it causes that thing. You can never observe the thing in exactly. its present. You can only observe where it used to be. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that's the thing is the moment you bring out the camera, you can obs- you, the camera can no longer capture them in the pre-camera moment. Mm. Right? Yeah. So uh, where have you – I've got my, uh, my postcard, which I'm going to print mm-hmm. on the, uh, the show notes. Um, I'm going to draw circles on this card of where you have done Portrait Project. Did you so, – have you not looked at his website? I have, but I didn't look at the map. I didn't see the map. Oh, it's your – you don't have a big I'm, enough pen. You're going to need a bigger pen. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. I've been – How uh, many locations – so different question. How many locations? Um, so I, I spent – Two summers ago, just driving around the country, I essentially moved into my Jeep and, and kind of set, <laughs> set sail uh, on, on the open road. So um, I stopped in uh, Las Vegas, um, F- Phoenix, Arizona, uh, Kansas City, um, uh, Buffalo, New York City. Um, I had uh, Florida. He's just, um, now he's just naming states. There was uh, Nashville, Tennessee. Are you going back there in your head right now? Um, you're like you're going map. in. Yeah, I know. But yeah. in your head, I'm like you're thinking about the individuals that you took portraits. Yeah, of. you know what? It's they weird. I'm thinking the of the people yeah. more so than I am thinking of the of the places of the places. Yeah, you're I'm, going towards. You, so let me understand this. This is you're attempting to take a hundred thousand portraits. Yeah. To and then cluster those under the same umbrella that is this project. Well, they they all should be under the same umbrella. Do you They're think, all. But people. do you right. do you think you're going to be able to hold a hundred thousand people in your mind? Ooh. I mean, that's, that's kind of what you're arguing here, right? Is that you're going for this idea of this individual contact with 100,000 individuals that will stand in front of your camera. Yeah. For, for the most part, I remember a lot of, yeah. a lot of the stories. Yeah. Um, and uh, if, you know, if you say a name, like if you picked a name. They'll, they'll come forward. I can see the pictures. Yeah. <laughs> I can name, name the people. To the photograph. Yeah. Um, like be- Oceana Moore. Yeah. It's, uh, I just saw that on your website a minute ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She, she just went up yesterday. Yeah. 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 Um, and she's got her hand out. And it's right. Like, you yeah, know, yeah, you yeah. don't just know, like, yeah. the face doesn't just pop. It's the, it's the whole pose and yeah. everything. Yeah. 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 And, and, you know, some more than others, because some stories hit a lot harder than others. You know, I have a father standing in front of me telling me about how, you know, his son was murdered in front of him. Oh, my gosh. And the last thing he ever hears his son say to, to him, his dad, I, I think I'm dying. Yeah. That doesn't leave you. No. You know? Um, and along that, I there's like a 19, 20-year-old girl 
who she wrote one sentence, but I'll never forget the sentence. She says, I'm on search for the best grilled cheese sandwich. <laughs> I mean, there you it, go. but this is the extent. This is mm, the difference mm, mm. In, in what I get, you mm. know? And, and that's what's great about it is everyone's just sharing different bits and pieces. And, and some, some of it's really tragically sad. Uh, and some of it kind of puts a smile on your face. And I think that's life. You, you, it's the ups, it's, it's the all downs. It's, and I think that's the best way for people to communicate with one another. We, we're always struggling with this idea of that you see somebody walking by that's interesting looking on the street. And it's like, how do you, what vehicle uh, can you use to say, God, I really want to know this person's story. Um, but I don't know how to like, well, I don't have a, a non-invasive uh, way to access them. And it, it feels like you have kind of found a, a, a trigger, a, a way to like say like, okay, this is, I'm going to get a chance to, to know you in this very kind of small cross-section, mm -hmm. but you've created a project that allows you to meet. I mean, like we all kind of think like, oh, I'd like to meet a hundred thousand interesting people. Yeah. Well, you're, you're, you've now developed a vehicle that you can travel with and, yeah. and, and just that thing of, I'm going to meet everybody in this room. Yeah. I'm going to put them in front of my camera and then we'll meet. Well, the other th interesting thing about that is uh, I'm allowing other people to meet people that are interesting as well. Hmm. Um, so I'll have a table set up, and you'll have six or seven people sitting around the table at the same time mm, writing down some of the most important intimate things. Because when you come into a location, <laughs> yep. you're there, you get it all set up, you do your pre-production, yeah. it's all set. You've worked with someone, they've publicized. I mean, yeah. That's how we heard about you. My yeah. wife said, he's there and he's only going to be there one day and yeah. we can't miss it. And then he's going to some <laughs> other city. Yeah. That's, and that's good PR. That's, that's right. really great PR. Right? That's FOMO, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so while they're sitting around there all talking, I noticed that at TEDx. Yeah. That was very interesting. Yeah. yeah. What do you, I have a question though. What do you, um, who do they meet? So, so there's, so. You're not just a guy with a camera. What, oh, yeah. what are you willing to give? Because they're giving you this really intimate, you know, statement about themselves. What are you, what are you giving back in the other way? Uh, I'm listening. So they've met a listener. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm I'm listening to them, um, and I'm I'm uh, embracing and and reacting to uh, whatever they're willing to tell me. Um, and I I think sometimes that's all people need is someone mm. to listen. Are you looking to be changed? Are you looking to have your worldview affected? Well, regardless of if I'm looking to be changed or not, I am definitely am being changed. Uh, there's no way that um, you just don't bring some of it home with you. Um, and, uh, you know, like, like I said, I, I don't read many of these stories until, right. until afterwards. And a lot of the communication actually happens after mm -hmm. the photograph is taken and, and I've read their stories and then I, I send them their image and then I say, look, this is, you know, if there's anything else you want to, want to talk about or add or just you know i'm i'm here i'm open so um so a lot of the dialogue starts afterwards a, a lot of them for people that just you know out of pure chance we're we're in oakland right, uh, but right. they're from long beach and now right. you have to come to long beach there's just so right. many people here that need to to be photographed you're just taking a picture <laughs> right, isn't that? Isn't that, it's very? It's a very strange concept where where you add just a slight, not slight, but but you add one more layer of intentionality, one more layer of like this becomes a story. Like, because mm -hmm. if I just said mm -hmm. like, oh well, I was at the mall and this guy was taking photos of people, and that's it. But if you say I was at this location, I was at TEDx, and mm -hmm. there's a guy who's who's traveling the world, attempting to take a hundred thousand photos, um, and and he asks you, you know, like all of a sudden there's a story behind what's mm -hmm. happened, and mm -hmm. that and that trigger that allows people to move into this state of like now you've got, you've got to come to my hometown, yeah. and document all my people because you have created now a, a, a an archive that people want to belong to, right? Rather than just. Uh, mm. You know, rather than just oh well, he's got an album full of people. He's not the Sears photographer who's just going to take portraits of people. Yeah, it's um, it's weird. Depending on what what communities I'm in, people want to know like what what am I doing with this? Actually, like sure. where, where's this project going? Right. right? Are you turning this into a book or uh, the CIA <laughs> NSA? Yeah, yeah. Every, in, in, deep deep cover. Yeah. And uh, the the thing is, you, you know, I didn't I didn't start this to. Uh, to find a way to, to profit off of it. Uh, it's not something that uh, I thought was a good 
business concept and this is what I'm chasing and you know this is financially smart to do it's, it's actually quite, it's quite the, the opposite, opposite. Yeah. Um, but um, you know in this day and age uh, with the technology that we have um, this is really the first kind of opportunity to actually do something on this large scale of project to to photograph 100,000 people and actually have it be something that could legitimately happen um, because of digital photography, because of social media, because things can grow virally and you can kind of move and, and, and pick traction as, as you go. Our, our listener knows we, we there's our, our TED shows through a lot of the time. And, mm -hmm. and when I, when I say that, I mean, we're always looking for those ideas worth spreading. Mm -hmm. And we believe that everybody has a, a TED talk in them, but which abstractly means they've got this idea, they've got this thing. And we firmly believe that a single person can make a change across the world, right? This one project. Tell me about the, when it hit you, that this was your idea, this thing you wanted to spread? Yeah. Uh, you know, I started shooting it um, not really knowing where, where it would go. Um, and then uh, one of the first places that I was set up in was in uh, Los Angeles. And I, had, I was set up there for three days. And on the third day, uh, this woman came running up to me, and she goes, I, I can have my photograph taken now. I have a home. So you have somewhere to send my photograph. Oh, my gosh. And uh, she was really excited <laughs> about having her photograph taken um, and also being able to give me an address where to, to send it to since she doesn't have an email. Well, uh, yeah, because when you get your new house, what, or not new house, but like when you get your place to live, what's the first? It's like, how do I get something to come to me? Like, how yeah. do I? And you were you became the solidifier in that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like things like that uh, is is when I know it's it's important, or just you know, women who um, who've gone through um, terrible cases of domestic violence that are just hugging you afterwards and just saying thank you. Um, really, it's just people being grateful um, for an opportunity to just talk about their lives and be able to share it and hopefully educate others. Um, that's really, I think, when I knew it was something that, that was important is that it essentially was creating the dialogue that everyone's mm -hmm. looking, looking to have, but um, it's really hard to do that, to, to have that dialogue and have an environment where it's kind of safe to have that dialogue. And um, I think I, I'm offering that to people. So um, it didn't take long for me to know what I was doing. You well, it, it, you have a self-awareness, right? Yeah. Because that, that what you learned, Yeah. right? You were taught how to see things and so, and be aware and like, oh, I, you know, I want to catch that moment. And so it's it feels very brand consistent for you yeah. to have figured that out quickly. Where'd the name come from? Uh, well, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty much based off pretty of literal. exactly <laughs> what it is. You know, it's, well, uh, then where did 100,000 come from? Uh, you want to set a goal for yourself? I mean, yeah, I know you're I, in fitness and you're, you're <laughs> all about goals. So Yeah, I, uh, I looked at uh, just statistically when I was going through this two years ago, I, was, I said, all right, what... There's a realistic amount of people that um, would give me a, a broad um, coverage of people all across the United States. You thought 100,000 was, was reasonable? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a reasonable number. I originally flirted with 1 million. Yeah, you're a maniac. Oh. Uh, <laughs> and then when I broke that down, if I did something like 356 photos every day for 10 years, I would get to a million, something oh, like that's that. That's with it's, the math. I yeah. realized that yeah. that's probably unlikely and... You know. You're just gonna have to live at so, a bus station. Yeah, <laughs> train yeah. station, just like airport. So, well, I'm parked at Grand Central the, Station. You know, the the idea now is um, to be uh, right now. I'm I'm going to different locations and setting up, and 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 you know that's great. Um, but what I found, like I was in Hayward um, about a month ago, and you know some people just aren't gonna leave their neighborhoods within the four or five block 
right. that they live in. That is that is their world, and they're not they're not coming uh, out of it, at least at this time or for 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 something like this. Um, but that doesn't mean they don't have something to say. And so I have to give people every opportunity to to be able to say what they want to say. Uh, so now the idea of, you know, like a food truck, I will essentially, I'm looking into making a portrait truck. So, you know, okay, you, you won't leave. I'm just going to show up in your neighborhood <laughs> and, and park, and you guys can step in if, if you'd like or not. Um, and, and I've, you know, since I started this project, I've, been very aware of setting up in locations that um, it's very walkable uh, public transportation you can get to it very easily Um, and I usually look for Buffalo as a perfect example because you know I set up for three days on the east side and three days on the west side and those are uh, areas of the neighborhood in Buffalo that kind of have a bad rap for for being kind of like tougher tougher neighborhoods, sure. right? Um, so it was a great way of drawing people together in these neighborhoods that really aren't aren't that bad at all. <laughs> um, it's just that people perceive them to be, um, and, and, you know, this is part of, of growth between communities and, and between people is, you know, um, educating one another on who people are. And, and then you realize that there really aren't that many differences when we get into more of the personal stories. And, right. and that's how right. people connect. So... Um, yeah, so hopefully a truck within the next year, and and then I can just kind of keep driving around the, the have great you states. Th- have you thought, uh, one of the things that I got, I, I don't know if you've uh, thought about this, I'm sure you have, but what if someone were to sponsor or underwrite this and, you know, to help you? I mean, I've, I've got to imagine there's <clears throat> a ton of expenses uh, to this, but is that a good thing or a bad thing depends on the the sponsor okay um obviously and anyone that is looking to donate and help um with the message that that i'm essentially spreading as in just breaking down barriers and and you know um helping people communicate uh with one another that um right now presently don't um then yeah um, what I wouldn't want <laughs> is uh, someone that, you know, essentially is, is looking to uh, turn it into to a book or something that um, just isn't along the guidelines of creatively what, what I want to do. Couldn't um, you just put our logo down in the corner of every photo you yeah. make? Or <laughs> yeah, see, be, that's, that well, that's yeah. what I'm yeah. worried about, right? Yeah, it's, no, it's, I'm, I'm, this is about people. And so it's not about – essentially, I – I don't like talking about it like as me doing it. I, I'd rather have the people that I photographed come in and talk about it and what they're doing because I, I never wanted this to be um, like it's this is what you. I'm doing. No, no, yeah. no. This is about 100,000 people that yeah. decided that it's important enough for them to write something, step in front of a camera, and be willing to share it with, with the rest of the world and being open and vulnerable to that. You know, people that uh, have lost children who have beaten uh, brain cancer, uh, people that are uh, transgender who haven't admitted it to anyone and said, this is the opportunity for me to come up in front and just say, this is who I am. So people have come out as a result of this. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, So, you know, it's about them. It's about the the people um, that are willing to to open up. You know, the, the idea is if someone will open up their door and let you in, a little bit hopefully that encourages you to open up yours and let somebody else in a little bit it's really about sharing um so yeah i i can't it's not for sale i guess is, is what i'm saying in terms of of, of, a, of this project um what i would like to do with it is um work with local artists in the communities that i photographed in and start turning um you know, we have people that have come and shared stories, turn them into public pieces of art. Um, so when people come and visit a city, 
they can actually learn about people that live within the city mm-hmm. and it gives a different dialogue to you know th- this is oakland and it's one of the most dangerous places that everyone appears or thinks that it is and then you read five or six stories about the wonderful people that live in oakland and you don't think uh the way you do about oakland anymore because now you're seeing people and you're not just thinking of it as as a place and and so that's what it is uh that's what i'd like to do is create you know public pieces of art all across the United States that introduce you to, to the people that actually make up the cities that, that you're in. David, I, I love your mission. Thanks. It is, it is fantastic. I'm, I'm thrilled to have been photographed by you. Thank you. Uh, and I know Kimberly uh, just loves you to death. Um, you're, the photographs you've taken of her, you have captured that samurai warrior inside of her that she is yeah. she's she's just super proud of that and it you know it's a big part of um that visualization of people is so important and you're able to capture that and and at a young age so you've got so much ahead of you so many highways in front of you and people to photograph can you tell us how far you are towards the 100k uh i'm about i would say about 2500 people in yeah um nice so it, it's uh you got something to do for the next number yeah, of years yeah uh, essentially i have to get to a point where um it's the only thing that i'm doing um right and so right now i take the uh the two months that i have and i go and i try to shoot as much as i possibly can um and then weekends that i can make it happen um pretty much any any place that's within six hours from from this location that i can drive to get to set up drive back, um, I can do. And then during the summer, I'll pick a region and try and, and hit that place over and over and over again. Because um, usually the first time, <laughs> you know, you set up and maybe 15 people show up. And then the next time you come back and you set up, 50, 60 people show up. And then the next time you have 150, 200 people that show up. When I was in Buffalo, I stayed for, for seven days. Um, and on the, the last day, um, I'd gotten there and there was a line already oh, waiting wow. for people, you know. But the very first day, I think I photographed like eight, eight people. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, you know, mm-hmm. and, and those are the things where you sit there and eight people come in and you think, how in the world am I ever going to get this to where it needs to be? Uh, and so those are, those are really tough times. New York City was the hardest one. Because uh, I had to, you know, New York, you can't do anything, like, for free there. So I had to rent space and all this stuff and, uh, you know, promotions and all that stuff. And I had, like, 12 people <laughs> show up in New York City. And it was just crushing. But, you know, hopefully, like, five, six years from now, I'll look back and I'll say, I'm really glad I didn't give up the day in New York City when it really felt like everything was going the wrong direction. So. Well, we, we appreciate your perseverance, your tenacity, and your mission, especially your mission. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks, it's Mark. It's just a great conversation. Uh, we, we come to the part in the show, you've listened to a few shows, so you know. Uh, we come to the part where we get to name this episode. Mm. Uh, I, I think it might be the portrait project, might be an obvious one. Uh, but uh, do, we, uh, do we really need to do this exercise? We, prob- do. we probably don't, because uh, uh, we, we want to help as much as we can in um, getting this out. And you know what's interesting now that I think about it, because it's at, it's portraitproject100k.com. Mm-hmm. We have listeners in 46 countries. Wow. And so if one of our listeners was thinking, you know, after they've gone to the site and seen these amazing photographs, mm-hmm. that they wanted you to come to Finland or El Salvador mm-hmm. or some, some other place, uh, have you gone international? Uh, this project, um, I mean, it is a big map of the United States. Within the United States. I think, you know, part of it was, uh, and, and as it's very apparent now, we're kind of like in a major identity crisis and what, what this country is and what we're supposed to be and what direction we're heading in. And, uh, I think unless we have actual real dialogue, and legitimate uh, sharing of honest stories, we're going to have a really tough time getting to a point where where we can move in a direction that that is positive and, and towards a direction of, of healing and 
and really having, you know, people treated completely equal through, through across the board. Um, so uh, the Portrait Project 100K is essentially just for with, uh, within the United States. So we States. have a lot of listeners in the States. So yeah. if someone wanted to um, bring you to their community, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, they could get a hold of you at the website yep. and, and maybe help underwrite you know, the, the expenses of getting you out there and, and hosting you for three or four days so you yeah. could capture their community. That's a conversation you'd like to have. Absolutely. Uh, okay. Anyone that has, you know, uh, space for me to set sure. up and pop up, um, I'm more than happy happy to show up and, and listen. I love that. Thank you so much, David. Appreciate you. having you on the show. I also want to thank California Lutheran University's School of Management and Tolman and & Weicker Insurance Services, and our podcasting partner, Pullstring Press. I just love having these fascinating conversations here. If you're interested in partnering with our podcast, send us a note to partner at 805connect.com. Patrick, um, I'm, yes, Mark. I'm curious if, if this conversation give you some new ideas that our listener could use to help us with the show. Oh, well, I mean, always, as always, rate, rate, review. And that's, I, I know I say that really quickly and everybody says that really quickly, but you cannot imagine the incredible value it is to us to have your feedback uh, critically applied through either, you know, rating us, which is to give us a number of stars or to tell people, you know, this is the number that we would give, uh, review us, you know, give us some very specific feedback uh, and, and let us know how to move on and then subscribe. You know, that's the big thing is hit that subscribe button uh, and get these uh, podcasts first and foremost downloaded into your phone. I'd love to hear from you personally. If you have an idea for someone I should talk to, I, this happens all the time. People say, oh, you've got to, you know, people tell me, I'll see him in the grocery store and they'll tell me about a show that they liked and, oh, I've got to go talk to so-and-so. So you can send me a note, mark at 805connect.com. And I love, I love reading those. I love hearing the stories, uh, each and every one of them. Oh, just like you, David. It's, I, I love hearing those stories. So until next time, this is Mark Sylvester, your host for 805 Conversations. 